Are you Fuji, Fujiyama? Yes, I am. Who are you? I'm a cop. His real name is Joe Marshall. They call him Samurai. He speaks fluent Japanese. He got his martial arts training from the masters in Japan. Was brought over here from the police force in San Diego to fight us. Would you like to fuck me? You're the one that talked me into bringing this moron from San Diego to fight the uh, Japanese Katana Gang. Bingo. I want him dead. I want his head cut off and brought here. Have you been circumcised? Yeah, I have. Why? Well, your doctor must have cut a big portion of it off. I want his head on this piano so that every man in my organization understands once more that no Katana gets captured alive or talks. Got that? How did you know I'd come home with you? Let's just say, I can read eyes. I feel like somebody stuck a big club up my ass, and it hurts. I've got to figure out a way to get it out of there. Yeah, welcome, Red River Podcast. Um, you're not watching the Super Bowl right now? Uh, no, I was telling you before, like I, when I went out of the store to go to go to 7-Eleven, I quickly Googled who was playing. So in case I got trapped into a normal conversation with people, <laughs> yeah, I had some idea what was happening. I, know. I had no idea. Because it, it's a lot easier to just be like, oh yeah, man, uh, I want the Phillies to win or whatever. than just be like, oh, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really watch it. Um, yeah. I'm not inviting that kind of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. least that way people will be like, yeah, man, Phillies, uh, not Phillies, uh, uh, whatever, Eagles, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I know- probably like 10 years ago, like I just, for some reason, I was like, yeah, I don't care about this anymore. I I, I never <laughs> did. And today, like uh, Karen's watching it in the other room. So it's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty interesting. I'm I'm not really sure why, but she was just like, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, I want to watch it now. So it's like, I don't, I don't mind it. I don't care. It's just whatever. Hey, yeah. You know, whatever gets people by. I watched uh, In Search of Darkness Part Three today. Oh, so I spent my may, day. Uh, you watch the whole thing? Yeah. Wow, you're an animal. <laughs> how I had it planned? I was like, I'm gonna watch it. How cool like, were the? Like the in-between stuff, you know, like all like, you know, the D. Wallace stuff, the screaming oh, man, George, uh, amazing. the director another, portion. Another home run. I mean, shit. I could watch that all day. They can make part four or five, whatever. I'm there. Well, they're doing the 90s. They're doing In Search of the Dark, In Search of Darkness, uh, 90s version now. I'm ready. Yeah. So there's going to be some good like direct to video things there. Um so today we're going to talk about like Samurai Cop 1 and 2. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> this movie, I don't remember how I stumbled across Samurai Cop, but uh, you know, we are old enough to remember like the direct to video thing sure. where, you know, you had your action movies that made it to the screen. You know, you watched it, it was Stallone, it was um, you know, whoever the fuck else, uh Schwarzenegger. Uh, and then you had like the lesser known guys, you know, you had like the the China O'Briens, 
and mm-hmm. every everything else, it was kind of like, hey, you know, we're just going to like, you know, release American Ninja five direct to video. And this movie um, is unbelievable for a lot of yeah. reasons. But before we get into that, uh, just how did you do you remember the first time you watched Samurai Cop? I don't remember seeing this like back in the day whatsoever. It's probably neither. like in the in the internet age or something. Maybe like a, a, I think I think it was the clip of him with the nurse talking into the stethoscope, yeah. something like that. I saw a clip and been like, I, "What is this from?" And I need to see. Is there more of this? Because this is insane. Yeah, and then like finding out about it. And and now with like the internet, like social media era, you could make a clip. You could make a gif you could make uh, a meme um of this stuff and you're like well what is this movie is this yeah. real uh it's like oh no no it's it's fucking real as fuck and then from there you get to spread it because as soon as i watch this movie technically it's it's literally like if the, if the room had action like the movie the room yeah <laughs> it's pretty much on par but the room is insufferable which is funny because why Sue is in the second one, but the room I remember watching and thinking this is unwatchable because it didn't have anything. There was no, there was no action. There was nothing. This yeah, is yeah. At the, this at the very least has like, it was like this, uh, what was your director's name? Uh, Amir Sherevan, right? So uh, apparently He's this is an interesting body of work. His yeah. other films look like they're probably amazing also. I gotta okay. say, in the same way, <laughs> pretty much, because he made a movie yeah. um, before this called "Killing American Style" with Zadar, <laughs> um, and then one called "Hollywood Cop," which I think was in '87. So these are things that now I'm kind of interested in watching because, you know, when it comes to movies like this, they're excusable because they're so genuine. This guy came from such a genuine part of his heart and soul that he really thought he was making a great movie um you know and and i know we're going to talk later on as to like the difference between like someone you know who does this deliberately though um like grindhouse like tarantino and 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 uh robert rodriguez they purposely Mm -hmm. made something like this with death proof and planet terror where they're like okay we're going to purposely make something like this it's like very silly and ridiculous. Those guys are two geniuses. But then you get like the Sharknados of the world where it's like, oh, we're going to be like cool and we're going to make this stupid fuck. And it's like, nah, it's like your shit is fucking trash. It's not genuine whatsoever. And Samurai Cop 1 is absolutely fucking outrageous. Um, yeah, I have to let my cat out. Hold on a sec. Come on. Sorry. Um, She's going to get up all up on the mic. She's loud. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, let's jump jump into this. I, I figured, let you know, the double feature um, is is a cool concept here. So yes. 19, 1991, this movie comes out. Um, it, like I said, it's it's basically like the room, but 
action <laughs> with action in it. Um, you know, what's fascinating about it is like every single choice made by every single person involved is ridiculous. Like the directing choices, the editing choices, the acting choices. It just, Everybody's doing something different. Unbelievable. The the dialogue. That's one of my notes here. The dialogue and the editing specifically. I don't know what was up with the editing or where his mind was, where where he was making like, uh, you know, Washington um, have those reactions like supposedly he would just film. He, he would be like, hey, uh, now smile or be happy, be surprised. And then, you know, like the, the um, uh, um, Joe Marshall's like uh, partner, Washington, uh, I, I don't remember his last name. Uh, basically, basically, this is like lethal weapon. Frank, right? Yeah, it's like it's it's a lethal weapon. You have fucking like, you know, uh, the two characters, you have the the black dude, the white dude, their partners and they're fighting fucking crime. I mean, it had to. And and they have a boss. They have a commissioner who's just had it with these guys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like turn in your badge. Yeah, completely. Getting too old for this shit. So the dialogue and the editing are just absolutely outrageous. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's I remember as a kid, like, um. Everything was about the drug deal. Everything was like, like if, if a 10 year old wrote the script, that's what it was. It's like, okay, the very beginning, they're like, you know, exchanging like suitcases and <laughs> drugs and all this other stuff. And like the dialogue when the cops like talk to each other, like, yeah. hey man, how's it going? Oh, you know, not bad. All right, we're going to go uh, break up some like bad guys or whatever. He's like, all right, call, <laughs> call me if you need me. And it's like, what is going on right now? Right. So all this stuff is going on. And and I guess like so Joe Marshall is this white dude um, mm-hmm. who is brought over from San Diego because he apparently trained with like samurais or some shit. So he's basically trying to infiltrate this Katana gang. Um, let me tell you, there's like, how many Japanese people are, are in this movie? I think like one. Right. There's might be generous yeah 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 like there's one and then there's like three chinese people with the other gang that they're fighting there's actually not that much real karate in the movie at all or no. you know no and and or samurai stuff even till like later on yeah which is odd you know based on the title pretty much like you would imagine and uh so <laughs> he's brought over to like infiltrate this gang and, uh, you know, that, that 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 that's where it kicks off. And right away, you notice in certain scenes that this guy's hair looks ridiculous in some scenes. Yeah. And right norm- in the beginning. Yeah. Like and the opening the, thing. It's like, yo, what this guy's got a lady's wig on and shit. Yeah. He yeah. Like yeah. A housewife, you know. And so the director uh, basically I, I from from the way uh, that, that dude, Matt, Matt Shannon or whatever his real name is, basically said they, they wrapped the film. He didn't really think anything of it. He probably never thought it was going to be released. And then the director saw him or called him in and saw that he had cut his hair and he freaked out. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, we still need to, uh, you know, uh, shoot some, some, some scenes. And he was like, what the fuck? They bring him to like a, a wig place and then they throw a fucking wig on him. And then they start, you know, I guess finishing up some of these scenes. And this movie is, Like I said, at the end of the day, the comparison between this and the sequel are that this movie is so genuine in in its awfulness. Mm -hmm. It's so entertaining. 
what fascinating to me, like with a film like this, like a Miami connection, or when you get to a certain level of like that, like, and the director's got the dailies, he's watching this, like how, like how the delusion level, is it like they know they got a piece of shit and they got to turn something into like uh, a producer or someone that financed it, or it's like, they think it's good. Like, how is that possible? So you figure 1990 or 91, whenever they filmed, you know, he's probably watching these movies. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's say he watches Commando. Commando right. at its core is fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, it makes no sense whatsoever. But they had a budget and they had these things. But it, at the end of the day, like, there's almost no real difference between the plot to Commando and the plot mm -hmm. to this. It's just the yeah. execution of it. So he's sure. probably thinking like, OK, well, it's not as good as Commando, but it's pretty much on par. It's like it doesn't you know, it's like like when you watch Schwarzenegger and Commando and he meets like Ray Don Chong, you're like, why did this girl who got kidnapped by this lunatic all of a sudden pull out a, uh, a like a rocket launcher and shoot cops with <laughs> to get him out? You know, what I mean, it makes yeah. no fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, and I think that this uh, Amir, who is, uh, what was he, Iranian, right? I think so, yeah. You know, so you grow up on these things and, and you're thinking like, okay, well, I'm going to make my own action movie like this. Uh, but anyway, like, these scenes are just great, man. It, it, it goes on and on. Um, it, it, everything's about the drug deal. Uh, you you see two people. Death that, merchants. You see everything. Um, you see Robert Zadar in it, who yeah. is just automatically you're like, you know, he is very distinct looking. And then you get that. He gets uh, one of the he finally he gets a love scene, which is quite disturbing. And, <laughs> and it made me feel uncomfortable. Well, she was like, yeah, she's sucking it, on like that jaw. <laughs> supposedly, she was so nervous that they got like got her a bottle of wine to drink before. She shot that I read. Well, you know, when it comes to like the sex scenes in this movie, they make no sense whatsoever. They're like they're cut in. Th like they make no sense whatsoever. Right. So so he, the, another funny part is right. So in the very beginning, you know, they're chasing this guy and, uh, you know, he's he basically like goes on fire. And you see the guy on actual fire and, and it was their job in the movie um, the two cops to put him out, like genuinely put out the stunt cop. I mean, the stunt guy. And it, it just it's stuff like that. That's so cool. So then they bring him to the hospital and he's like the only like, you know, witness. So they, they, they got to talk to him. And just everyone in that hospital is absolutely outrageous. Like the cop who's wearing like jeans or something that's supposed to watch him. <laughs> he's just <laughs> such a bad actor. And uh, it, then they walk in. And he's he's just like sitting there moaning. That's when they meet the nurse. And, and, and yeah. you're you're almost like you almost have to rewind it because it's like, do you see what you like or, or do you like? I have, you it, I have it written here. I have oh, the God, notes please, actually because I was so shocked. Do you like what you see? Do you want to touch what you see? Do you want to go out with me? Do you want to fuck me? Have you been circumcised? This is the level of the, the dialogue. That, and then he and then it takes him forever to like take her stethoscope and go, uh, what was he say? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Something right. And then we got Frank's cut cutaway scenes. 
reaction like oh yes right? exactly yeah um yeah. and then well, everybody was throwing the pussy at 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 the samurai cop that other that lady cop she lady. was throwing it out like crazy everyone uh do you know that he was stallone's bodyguard did you know that no i yeah. didn't yeah nice. which is which is interesting because they kind of they have like the sim like similar eyes and stuff so uh, the lady cop kept saying she was going to keep it warm for him. Yeah, like everyone, you know, and, and maybe that's what it is. Like he's like, uh, okay, you're you're the heartthrob. Everyone wants to bang you. Yeah. Um, so it, it's because seriously, like the sex scenes that happened for no reason were literally porn scenes with no penetration. There was some great eighties boobs. I yeah, gotta say absolutely. Great eighties boobs. He did not like when when it came to like the nudity. He was just like, "I'm only going to show hot chicks." Um, what else? Horny. Uh, the angry captain, which we covered. I mean, quintessential to all these movies. Like he was just yelling for absolutely no reason. Brings us to one of my favorite scenes in the movie when they're all at the restaurant. Right? They're mm -hmm. all at the restaurant. Fucking, <laughs> they're eating with with the katana's lawyer. And then, you know, the two cops show up there and he gives this speech that is so fucking hilarious. Like uh, Joe, the samurai cop, where he's like, hey, man, he's like he's talking to the lawyer. He's like, we support the normal like Japanese people that come here and do good and don't give poison to our kids. And, uh, you know, he just does this thing where it's like the most patriotic fucking nonsense fucking speech. And all these guys are sitting there. I mean, the, the, the leader of the Katana gang with his mullet, absolutely fascinating dude. Um, when he was given that angry speech at his house, like when all the guys were just hanging out there for, for no reason. And then yeah. he's like, he he's, he's brought in to fucking to bring down my organization. Yo, it's so good. It's, it's like, it's henchmen. It's henchmen after henchmen just standing around in a living room with a gun and a fucking and and sunglasses. And it's just it's it's like I said, it, the script is like a 12 year old on steroids writing an action movie because it makes no sense. But yet it makes all the sense in the world if if you know these movies. Oh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I think the plot's an afterthought, you know, but it's just. It's just the delusion is just is what fascinates me when it comes to these films. Like, how can you get to a point of production where you make like this such shit and you continue doing it? But like, uh, I got to I got to chime in here. Dude, one of my favorite lines was he's going to burn your ass, going to burn your ass charcoal black right on. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. If they just throw it in there. <laughs> Um, and then fucking like, like when they get outside of like the, the restaurant, right? Like, or someone, no, he, they were coming out of somewhere and like just the spraying that Robert Zadar does with that fucking Uzi, uh, <laughs> they chopped off, like he chopped off this one dude's arm, which was fucking yeah. great. Um, it's just pure. There's something, you know, like I said, there are bad movies that make you want to turn the channel. There's bad movies right now on, on Amazon Prime that are just unwatchable. But I've, I've seen this movie like three or four times now. 
And it's just, there's something about like, <laughs> it's just charming in a way. Um, I, I can't really explain it. You know, I think that's why it was actually on the, in search of darkness part three. I wish I remembered the guy's name, you know, when they have all the talking heads on there, one of the guys said towards the very end about, uh, you know, we have to stop evaluating movies on whether they're good movies or bad. Like, are they entertaining? Are they not entertaining? You know, that's it. That's basically it. And when you have a film like this, it's definitely entertaining for all the wrong reasons. But are they the wrong reasons? So at the end of the day, I'd rather watch this than probably you know, something that got. I watched that uh, Friday night actually. Did, did you really? Yeah, you, you watched the whole yeah. thing. I did. Oh wow! What do you think? <laughs> it's. I mean, they got balls to make that shit. That's why. I kept waiting to see. I'm like, I have a feeling this is going to go nowhere. But I really didn't have much going on Friday night. So I was like, I'm going to let this see where this goes. A couple of creep, kind of creepy parts, I would say. But, I mean, realistically, you're asking a lot of an audience to stick with that. That's a 20-minute short, you know. I uh, like, I That's on, it. I, I saw the trailer to Skinamarink and, and immediately. You were like, not today, Satan. Immediately. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nah, you're no way. I don't give a, f- yeah. like, you know, to me, like, and we put it on, you know, when it hit shutter, um, cause Karen's mm-hmm. like, I want, I want to watch it. And she, I was like, no, you don't. I'm like, trust me, you don't. And she's like, I do. And I put it on and she's like, what is yeah. this? I'm like, this is the fucking movie. And I was watching it. And I took I've taken Thorazine once in my life, and that's what it felt like. Like Thorazine I, is the only way I could describe it is watching Skin of a Rink, where it's just like I just took a Thorazine pill and I, I felt like I was watching static the whole time. Like I was like my mind was just gone. Like I get why they give yeah, it to it's I get what he was tapping into. And a lot of times I would have shut that off for whatever reason I let it ride. Like I said, there's some creepy shit at the end of it a bit. Very subtle, you know, but uh, I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to tap into this primal fear you have as like a younger kid when, you know, you're unsure of your oh yeah surroundings yeah, sure. and this and that. And like, I, I get all that, but it's, you know, it's so pretentious to think that you're going to expect people to commit an hour and a half to that, you know, it's just. I'm, I'm like I said, it, it more power to anyone that gives a shit, you know. So, uh, but going yeah. back to Samurai Cop, man, I, I gotta say that dude, but yes, Ak- Akamura, um, yeah. the guy that's you know, he was in Big Tr- Trouble in Little China, he's, he's done a lot of cool stuff, Showdown sure. Little Tokyo. Uh, he mm-hmm. kind of looks like the Asian Gigi Allen in this movie, like, he's just <laughs> like unbelievable. Like, when you see him. And he's like laying there on the bed. Like, first of all, everyone in this movie get has sex or whatever, except for Washington. Oh yeah. Um, yep. So he's there uh, uh, on this on this bed, and uh, I guess you know the the cops break in, like kill everyone, and he comes out. Now the fight scene between Akamura and um, Joe, you know the, the samurai cop, is funny because if you rewatch it and you didn't notice, the background changes. Con- constantly so one minute he has a wig on and there's like uh there's like shrubbery behind him 
The other minute, yeah. it's like his own hair, and it's like blue behind him. It's unbelievable with the editing that they put together because it, it's just like different fucking. It's different everything, and and it's fucking fantastic. Um, I love that they called in New York. That was great too. You know, in, in yes. the movie. So, sure. um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I mean, there's not much more to sell this movie. Um, sure. Robert Zadar is is great. You know, he will always uh, be maniac cop to me, and uh, I think he's. Uh, I know that supposedly here's here's what the um, man who was it Red Letter Media I think did did a video on YouTube, very cool in depth, and in one of the th- I believe they said that like Zadar was kind of like a little annoyed with the production because it was just like. He saw the director was kind of like aimlessly fucking up and he got frustrated, which I completely you would understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other dude who plays Samurai Cop said that halfway through or like very soon into production, he was like, this movie's never coming out. No one's ever watching it. So he was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to completely try to do a terrible job and maybe they'll fire. <laughs> He's like, this maybe is- maybe they'll fire me. And he said they kept everything and they kept him. <laughs> so goes to show you goes to show you always always give your best um and uh yeah let's see guys man th- there's a lot of good stuff like at the end you know like the, the the big showdown um the big fight with with the you know the two samurais i i, re- I really love the villain that fucking Asian dude with the mullet is so outrageously bad. Um, he is. I I think he might be the real unsung star of the movie because it's yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't remember hearing back from the cop, the girl who got her stomach burned with the oil. I think they no. just kind of forgot about her. Um, the, the facial expressions during those fight scenes are, are amazing. The samurai cop's face during the fights is is epic it's just everything about it is so ridiculous um that if you're looking for something fun to watch uh i would imagine if i was on drugs or drank this would be the coolest thing this is definitely a group movie yeah you, you go watch this with people a, like like sure. a, like a horror hang you put this yeah. on and like you will fucking laugh not like you don't have to pay attention people can talk over it yeah. certain lines that pop up it, yeah it's it's perfect for that yeah um 100%. so years later uh you know the samurai cop <laughs> said his daughter um wanted him to to do like a post on social media so i believe in like 2014 she thought it'd be funny if if she if he did like a instagram post or facebook whatever and said you know a samurai cop is still alive so he did that, and I, I guess somewhere along the way, it kind of just like snowballed into the sequel, which I had no idea. I was wondering, like, why is there a sequel? But yeah, I, I had no idea till when the other film, where this kind of series we want to do with like double feature movies up there, we want to do Ricky O story of Ricky. But you're right, like it's not something that's streaming, which I'm shocked it's not on Tubi. That is a Tubi movie. But I I was scrolling by on Tubi and I saw a Samurai Cop too, so I was like, "How about that?" Because I had no idea they made another one whatsoever. 
for sure because you know we talk about these two movies and then from there people like you know i've never seen it so let me just jump on tubi and watch one and two uh now two was a chore two was a chore to sit through i couldn't where where one was just this beautiful mistake that happened in, in the universe two was just like hey we have this thing to jump off of uh, we're going to make a movie. They tried to make it like flashy and like cool with technology, but it yeah. was just unbelievable. It, it really was like a porno without the penetration. Pretty much. You know, like it was just like if you yeah. took away like all the sex scenes from a porn, that's the quality that you're left with. Um, it did have Lexi Bell and Caden Cross, which are two very big porn stars. Um, By Ling, like wow what a career trajectory she had to like from the crow to like a couple of cool things to like i i remember uh people saying she was hard to work with and kind of like erratic and that yeah. career like her performance in this how do you describe it, it it's it's manic it's just insane man you know it's even for her so know, it's uh, uh it's and we have tommy Wiseau in it i mean the casting and why so is just like enough of that guy man like it's just <laughs> it was fun when 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 he thought and it boils down to all these films when why thought he was doing good work and he produced the room that's was the appeal like now that he he wants to you know like really lay into that shit that why character or whatever it's just like dude no i, I can't replicate this yo- shit I know, but I didn't mind him in it because I don't know. It was just so dumb, but I feel like he was genuinely giving it his all. I don't know if he was playing a character. I feel like he was just. And first yeah. of all, he had goggles. Didn't he have goggles on the whole, the whole time playing a Japanese guy? Like no one could see like he wasn't. Jap- I don't know. <laughs> everything about it was, this it was, was a choice. Yeah. A choice. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everything about it. So. Um, the beginning kind of reminded me of like Halloween kills where it's like a flashback, but like not really because everyone's still kind of like old and shit, you yeah. know, like how they set it up. And uh, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, OK, so there it kind of picks up from like the ending of the first. And uh, then uh, uh, I guess they're ha- like, you know, Samurai Joe is hanging out with that girl. And they're planning like a vacation. And this kid just walks over and says, oh, officer. And I'm thinking like he's in like plain clothes. Like, what's he saying? Hey, officer, you know, then they they shoot his his uh, his uh, his girl. And then that's how the movie goes. And uh, the one uh, cool thing about it, too, was like kind of like the, the cameos that they snuck in there. A lot of people mm-hmm. from the first movie, like the guy with the one arm that the you know the guy whose arm got chopped off, is in it. Yeah, uh, and the this the steward on the plane is that, yeah. but that waiter from the yeah. the first movie after yeah. they have he has the big speech. So he seems to be a collaborator with with the uh, the old director because he's been in the waiter movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in okay. that making you know whatever the, the older movies. Um. So yeah, I mean, like De Niro and Scorsese, like they have a relationship. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, yeah, this this movie, I I don't even know. It's It's, hard. It's it's really hard to get through. Like 
I, I, at times I couldn't even take it anymore. Like, whereas, and this is exactly the de- the definition of when these, you know, when you know a film is so bad, it's good when it's sincere and they tried to turn out something like this, the first one and they fell short, but they still put something into it. Even in the fail, it succeeds. But when you're very self-aware of what you're doing and trying to, like they even, like in this film, they they have the Frank cutaway shots, but they're so like, you know, they weren't happy accidents or anything like that. It's just, uh, it, it's tough. Very it's tough. tough when they're they're in on the joke also. Yeah, it like they it, can't be in on the joke. It doesn't it, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. There was a maniac cop reference in it, which I thought was really yes. cool where, you know, he's like, hey, man, I thought I just saw you like, you know, fighting a samurai like years ago in the woods or something like that. He's like, nah, mm. he's like L.A. is full of a lot of maniac cops. And I was like, that's that's cool. That's cool. Like shout out to Robert Zadar. Um, but yeah, like you said. It, it just you can't capture this lightning in a bottle because mm. everyone's aware. Everyone knows that it's a stupid movie. Everyone knows that it's ridiculous, but it just they try to. I mean, that fight scene on the plane was like, what the like? I mean, it's just like it's almost like like uh, what is that? Uh, what, whose line is it in any anyway? Decided to make a movie. Like every, it was just like you, you threw all these people in, in, in a room and you're like, okay, now make pretend like you're in a movie and this is kind of like the loose plot. Like Bai Ling was fucking terrible. Like she was probably so bad. So bad. I tell you though, there was some, there was a fight on the rooftop of the buildings. There was two guys putting in work though. There was one, there was one moment with two guys that were actually like doing some good kung fu. You know, you know what I'm talking about. You're exactly, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where I was just like, "Who the fuck are these two guys?" And like, how, how did they make it into the movie? Like, almost like an hour and ten minutes in, I'm like, "Where were they?" Like the whole fucking time. Uh, so it, it, recommendation, I would definitely say, um, I would watch Samurai Cop One, um, yeah. because it it it's very genuine in 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 what it's doing. Um, it's unbelievable. Like I, I'm just like picturing Robert Zadar ducked into like that that cart in the in the hospital. <laughs> when, like yeah. she like, like he's going to kill like the witness and every just there's not a bad scene in the movie if you're just if you want to just be mentally blown away. Uh, and I defy you. I challenge you to sit through Samurai Cop two. Because if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have just been like, I'm out. I can't like I can't do it. Yeah, I would have tapped out really early. And I got to say, like, after 10 minutes, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I keep hitting pause on it to see, like, how far am I into this shit? Oh, God. I did like that ending with Wise <laughs> though. I did like the ending with Wise I like there's something about him just doing that role. <laughs> I was just like, whatever, man. This is good enough for me. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. Samurai Cop. You know, two people's opinions. Uh, one one out of two ain't bad. I know we 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 chatted a lot about it. Hopefully, I didn't uh, over chat, but uh, definitely a fun fun movie uh, that I'm glad I discovered. Uh, it's one of those things that you just dig up. 
you know, like uh, what's the Showtime just put one up? New York Ninja was a movie from the eighties that they somebody found and recently like uh re like I saw that. Did you watch the movie? It's up on Showtime. It's up on Showtime. Oh yeah, I did see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Like, it's very ridiculous. Yeah, completely. You know, but it's like yeah. I I like that, and it, like, maybe they made it in like eighty four, eighty five. Um, and like I said, that when when someone is definite, like when that's their intention is to make this movie only their um their budget or their talent, you know, they could only take them so far. You know, you watch it and you're like, yeah, that's cool. I get it, man. No worries. You know, like I, I Death Wish Five is is not much better. They just had a slightly better budget, maybe like a better director. You know, sure. You know, I gotta, I gotta tip my cap. It's not like it's, it's like Corey Feldman. Yeah, you know that guy's out there just being insane all the time, but he thinks he's doing good work. That's why it's so appealing. You know, it's, he, it's, uh, you're, you're it's the right. Same theory. He genuinely is out there, not thinking that he, because he, he doesn't need to do it. No, like he, I doubt he's making that much of a living on tour. But in his head, he's thinking like, yeah, I'm a musician. I'm killing it. I love doing these songs and I'm going to yeah. perform. D did you watch him? Um, I know I posted him uh, doing that set at, by the pool. Yeah, that's that a good was one. insane. That was a good one. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, like that, like just picturing me being in a pool somewhere and he's like singing and dancing at the edge of the pool. I mean, that is fucking killer. It's crazy because he's been at it so long. Like yeah. this whole shtick. Like, can you imagine? Like, so into Michael Jackson still at his age, and like, just yeah, right. Of all impersonating, like, it's insane, man. Yeah, like you're you're so into Michael Jackson, yet you have an issue with Charlie Sheen or whoever he said. Like, uh, apparently, like some like allegedly molested him right it was like i think he molested uh cory haim or so, so okay i'm maybe, lucas i i yeah uh maybe yeah. it was it was the fat guy from friday the 13th five i don't know it was one of those people um that that he mentioned i'm thinking like <laughs> like i don't know like you know like if you don't like one like pedophile like i don't know why are you embracing another one you know there's so much to unpack with that guy yeah but that's that but that kind of shit fast that kind of shit that guy movies like this that fascinate me to no end like i want to know everything about it like uh, <laughs> i'm fascinated yeah like there's car there, wreck there's some yeah. good i i don't know if you caught some of the uh like quick like 15 20 minute documentaries on on samurai cop on youtube i didn't no yeah yeah they're they're pretty good maybe i'll add like um links to it for the episode where where they really um kind of break down like how these movies came about well how the movie came about uh nothing on on two yet like i, I didn't really see any videos explaining why <laughs> you know but i guess there had to be like, some like gofundme thing or something or something yeah like when year did it come out so one came out in 91 and then two came out in like 2015, I think. Wow. 20, or maybe 2015, somewhere between 15 and 17. 
That's insane. Yeah. That's not that long ago. No, 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 no. Absolutely. Like, you know, and uh, like I said, it's these clips now exist, you know, where you could watch. uh, I mean, even like like on Instagram, like you'll see like a 10 second clip of a movie and you're like, I don't even know what this is. What is it? I want to watch it. Um, And, you know, I guess that's how these things get that second life where it's like, oh, shit, never even heard of this, you know. And some of those movies. The clip they pull might be like the, the best, best part. bit the, of yeah, it, yeah. but like Samurai Cop One is the one of those true gems that that is just entertaining, start to finish. This just insane shit, and every time you're scratching your head, they're gonna yeah. throw another like insane choice that they made at you, and it works as a whole film. It's not just the clips; it's uh, instant entertainment. If you like this sort of thing, and yeah. sex, like sex, like. Like the sex scenes are just put in, like the editing, <laughs> the editing of the sex scenes are just like it's like you got a plot point, and then all of a sudden there's like a three minute like completely almost hardcore sex scene, and then they go back to whatever they were doing, and then a few minutes later, like Maniac Cop is like fucking the redhead, and it's just like I don't even know what's going on. And then you get like GG yeah. Allen Asian guy. <laughs> fucking someone <laughs> you're like all right i guess this is what we're gonna do so uh cool man uh the these, right. are, these are fun i like to do in the double feature talking uh hopefully somebody gives a shit about this and yes, uh if we not, always do if not you guys can go fuck yourselves <laughs> all right man all right